Pastor Steve. Good evening, everyone. Gre greet you in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. I am Tammy Saputo, and many of you know, uh, but this was my husband sitting on the drums. Uh, Bill uh, married 39 years this August 27th. And you know my boys, some know my boys, Steve and Chris, we're usually on the drums or sax or keys. So um, anyways, my girls, they're at other churches, they're at home church or whatever. So anyways, um, I just want to thank God. Thank you, Pastor Tim, and all the pastors that have been pouring into us in our training up as pastors and elders and leaders um, for the church plants. Um, let's, just, let's just pray. Can we do that? Let's just pray. Father God, we just come before your throne. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity, and I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come, flow from your throne room, flow through me, flow through every heart and mind, soul, and spirit in this place. Father, I just ask that spiritual eyes and ears would be opened right now, Father God, that we would hear what your spirit is saying, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. You know, I give God all the glory, and I just want to glorify him. Because he's, he's going, he takes us through a process in life, and, and he is Lord of that process. And thank you, Father, because we're not ever going to make it without him. But through him, we can do all things. And, and he takes us line upon line, precept upon precept, from glory to glory to an ever-increasing glory. There's a process that goes on. And I'd like to read 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. If we can start there. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians. It helps to have my glasses. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with an ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. He's the one that's doing the transportation, taking us through the process. And I stand here before you as a living testimony of the miraculous, miracle-working power of God and his Spirit in our lives. Because for me to stand here looking at all of you, speaking before you is a miracle. Because this was a little girl who, when my daddy died when I was six years old, I was molested as a little girl, a number 12th child of 15, the baby girl of eight girls. So I had 11 older siblings telling you, do this, do that, don't do that, don't, you know, don't talk, you don't know what you're talking about. So all these voices always coming at you. I became very withdrawn, very inward. I couldn't look at someone in the eye when they spoke to me. I, my throat would close up. I couldn't speak. My heart would race. I couldn't even talk to people on the phone because fear had gripped me so bad. I was in such bondage to fear for many, many years. And so this is a miracle that I'm here, standing before you and talking to you. But by the grace of my God, the Lord of the process, he's taken me through. So when I prayed, for like two, three weeks praying and asking the Lord, what is it that he wants me to share with the body of Christ here? And I, um, I just kept hearing, consider the butterfly. And then I, they reminded of how the Lord had brought me through certain things in my life. 
certain stages of my life. And it kept going on, kept going on. I'm like, okay, Lord, I guess I better consider the butterfly. I love butterflies. Um, now I know I love them even more. <laughs> I know why. Uh, but um, so uh, I thought, Lord, I'm, I'm just talking to my Lord like I talk to anybody else. So hope you don't mind that, but that's how he wants us to be. We're his children. And, and so I'm just asking, Lord, this really doesn't sound very biblical. Consider the butterfly. So then he starts reminding me of how often does he ask us to consider. And I, I've given you an outline, and I've listed a number of scriptures. We don't have time to turn to them all, but I'm going to touch on a few. Um, and, you know, he so often tells us to consider, Proverbs 6, consider the ant. You know, he's talking about, you know, relaying an insect, an insect to a lazy person, you know. Uh, so often he, he uses his creation, his insects or, or animals or trees or what, plant. He says, consider the lilies, how they were clothed in beauty. Uh, it's just so often. So I started thinking, this really doesn't sound that silly after all. God causes us to consider part of his creation to relate to our, our lives. So as I studied the butterfly, I began to see how the Lord was showing me in my life with Christ and the process of it, where he's brought me from, and where I am today. And he never ceases to amaze me. Amen. <laughs> so um, I just want to compare and, and maybe like liken it to the, the life of a butterfly, to the life of our physical being, a human, and of course we're going to fo focus mainly on the spiritual life, the process of our spiritual life. So uh, I learned some interesting facts which is kind of cool. I never knew that butterflies laid eggs on leaves. I didn't know that. But I never was a science buff. So, um, so the process begins. Uh, stage one, the, proce you know, the process of egg, okay, um, it's like our physical birth, our spiritual birth. And before we can go any further or grow any further, we must fully understand who we are and that God had us in mind before we... We were ever even born. You can see the scriptures here. We must believe that in order to grow. God has a purpose for your life. He knew you before you were ever born. He knit you together perfectly and wonderfully in your mother's womb. And I love the, the Proverbs, I mean Psalms 139.16, the, the end of it. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Everything, think about everything you've gone through in your life. It's like God ordained everything, and he's using it for his glory, and it's a process that he's taken us through. So, and he's faithful to complete that which he began in us. He knows the plans he has for us. He declares it. He already knows what he's got planned out, what you're going to be, who you're supposed to be, and, and uh, he takes us through every step by his word and his spirit. And we can trust him to get us through every stage of the process. Amen? Well, spiritually, we're like that egg. A seed was planted in a, place, a safe place. The butterfly lays the egg on a leaf in a safe place to grow. And, and so as a newborn babe, you're like that egg or the seed in a safe place in the mother's womb so it can grow. So we're like that egg. Uh, and then, of course, it breaks forth new life and the caterpillar is born. 
And so when by faith you received and believed the word planted in your heart, received the Lord as your Savior, you became a new creation, a babe in Christ. You're a new life. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. You're born again. Right? And we were not born of perishable seed, as you see in 1 Peter 1 there, but imperishable by the Spirit, through the living and enduring word of God, the word that was preached to you. You received that word, and you took hold of it, and you, re- you believed, and you trusted, and received the Lord, and you're that new, new life. And which leads us to the next stage of the process, stage two, which is the caterpillar or the larvae. I liken it to a child or a babe in Christ, a child of God. The caterpillar feeds on leaves. And I, I didn't know this, but every vein on a leaf, if you were to crack it, crack it open, there's like a milky substance that comes out of every little vein on the leaves. And so it feeds on that, that milk, and it causes it to grow, and the leaves and, and the milk. So we're nourished spiritually in our spirits by the word of God. We must crave it. As we take in the spiritual milk of the word, we grow. And uh, another interesting fact is that as the caterpillar, as it feeds on the milk of the leaves and grows, it sheds off its old skin. I didn't know. It was kind of like a snake at that point, <laughs> that it sheds off its skin. And then it eats more and more, and it grows some more, and it sheds off its skin again. And it does this a few times, kind of like your children when they eat and eat and eating out of house and home, and, and they're growing out of their clothes, and you got to get new clothes, right? Um, but so spiritually, we, we eat of God's word. We need to crave that spiritual milk of the word of God, and we must shut off the things that bind us and hinder us. It says in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run the race that God ordained for us to run, the race that he set out. For us to that marked out for us and we'll you know fix our eyes on jesus the author and finisher of our faith because he's the one who's going to get us there right so uh, it says uh, john 1 1 and 14 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god the word was god the word became flesh was jesus and dwelt among us who came from the father full of grace and truth we've got to Spend time with the Lord. He is the word of God. We've got to know his word. How can we know him if we don't know him? And we're not going to grow if we're not craving that spiritual milk. And, and um, you know, I, uh, I, I was reminded of a time when my kids were like adolescents in our old church. And they didn't have anything for the youth. There was no youth group, no youth band, youth drama, youth choir, nothing and uh, I had prayed for two years for my children. That's how the Lord led us here. But anyways, um, I had prayed, and I had prayed because my kids had all these gifts and talents and abilities, and I'm like, Lord, please help. And I felt like these adolescent kids really need a foundational uh, class or course or something to get them grounded before they can make it in the teen years. And I, so I shared this with our, the former pastor's wife, what was on my heart. And she's like, Tammy, if God's laying it on your heart, then he wants you to do it. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 not me. I can't talk to people. 
my throat closes. No, I can't do this. I can't do this. And she's like, you pray. So I prayed, and I prayed, and I asked the Lord to show me what he was trying to show me. And um, he, he gave me this scripture. It came so alive to me. He kept reminding me how Moses, like, oh, I can't even speak. You know, of course, he gave him his brother Aaron to help him speak. But he gave him the help. Jesus, you know, he, he will help us to do whatever he's calling us to do. We can do all things through Jesus who strengthens us. Amen. But um, so uh, this is this is the scripture that um, Paul had said this in First Corinthians two one through five. It really just came alive to me, and he had, was saying, "I have not come with elegant words or persuasive speech or superior wisdom, but by the Spirit's power." And and that, the Lord just brought it so alive to me at that point in my life that I was scared to death to do it, but I did it scared, and I did it, <laughs> but. And it was great. It was awesome. The Lord was bringing me through another step of my life to bring me out of my shell, to bind that spirit of fear off of me. So I've not given you the spirit of fear. I've given you power and love and a sound mind. And you can do all things through me. I'll give you the strength. So it's seeking him first in everything. It's leaning on his word. It's standing on his word. He's going to get you through that that process, that that next step. And um, there's so many things that hold us and, and um, bind us that keep us from growing in the Lord, keeps us from being who he's created us to be, who he designed us to be in the first place. And uh, so um, be built up by speaking the word of God to yourself. You have to. You have to believe it. You have to stand on that word. And as Pastor Charlie always says, is, do it scared, just do it. And that's what I did back then. Thank you, Father God, because he caused me to grow a little more. And I had to break off that old mindset that I, I can't talk in front of people. Because that lying spirit, the Satan, spoke to me a long time ago that I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't talk to people. Like, and so I had to break that mindset off of me. That yes, I can. Because I can do all things through you, Lord Jesus, who gives me the strength. And so... So the last stage of the caterpillar is that as it sheds its skin one more time, it sheds it around itself to form the chrysalis or the cocoon or pupa, whatever you want to call it, while hanging on to the branch. And during this time, it doesn't look like much life is going on. It looks very dry, nothing, like nothing's happening. doesn't look like life at all. And I liken this time to like our teen years physically uh, or as a disciple of Jesus Christ becoming his disciple. It doesn't look very pretty when you're in your teens. and you, Some of you here probably have teens. Um, sometimes it looks kind of gross, and that cocoon kind of looks kind of gross. But in the teen years, you feel like you're ugly, you got acne, you're awkward, lots of changes going on. And as a parent, you wonder if they're hearing anything you say or have learned anything that you've taught them. <laughs> um, but um, they're at that in-between stage. Sometimes they still want to be a child, yet their body's changing, and they need to become an adult and do adult things. And uh, so this, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, it says, When I was a child, I thought like a child, reasoned as a child, but to put off childish things, put them behind you. And spiritually, so we may feel like we're in a dry time in our life, like no life is happening 
or there's no spiritual growth going on. It may be a dark time in your life. There, there's trials and tribulations that we go through. Uh, maybe you're, you're in a valley spiritually, feeling like you're hanging on by a thread, like that cocoon hanging on to the branch. Very dry. But as a disciple of Jesus, you're being challenged. You're being trained up into righteousness. So don't let go of Jesus. He's your lifeline to hold on to. He's your anchor. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I can't. I couldn't do anything without him. But with him, here I am standing here before you, speaking his word. This is a miracle. It's amazing. He says in James 1, 2, 3, 4, consider it pure joy when you go through many trials because it works perseverance to make you mature and complete. He's, he's taken us through a process to persevere, to trust him more, to lean on him more, to seek him more in those hard times. You know, just over a year ago, many of you have known, uh, my daughter had battled for seven long years, ulcerative colitis, extreme pain where she just day and night wanting to pull, literally was pulling her hair out in pain. And many times we thought we were going to lose her. And allergic to every treatment out there, all the homeopathic and natural stuff would take so long, and then she'd get so sick, and it was just a vicious cycle. But we hung on to the Word of God, and, we, and there were times when I thought that I couldn't make it, but it took the body of Christ, because we're not in this world alone, and we're not in this fight alone, this race alone. We're the body of Christ, so we have a body that we can call on for prayer and around the world they were praying for my daughter and praise God today she's uh, well they had to remove the whole colon but she's well and enjoying life no pain enjoying the kids uh, but there was a time a moment where we had to consider is this it Lord? she's reciting Psalm 23 Will I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil there were times I had to just say, Lord, is this all you have for my daughter? Is this why you brought me, brought, gave her to us for this? What about her children? I mean, just crying unto God for his mercy and his healing and just leaning on him and trusting him that even in the face of death, he's in control. And no matter what, he's going to get us through. And praise God, he got us through. But it was leaning on him like the butterfly that could cocoon is just hanging on to the branch like it's just hanging there so we've got to hang on to our anchor our lord jesus in these hard times because th things will get harder but it's a process he's taking us through he's causing us to grow in him to mature us to complete us so we have to go through things and in romans 5 3 through 4 it says it builds your character and it gives you hope he's building us into his very own likeness the likeness of Jesus as we go through these things. So um, the wings of the butterfly are being developed in that cocoon. There is life going on, even though it doesn't look like it. Even though you're going through these hard times, we learned a lot trusting on the Lord. We persevered harder and harder, and, and he caused us to become stronger in him, to become more like him, to become more mature in the spirit. But I could stand here today and do this. The transformation took place, was taking place, the metamorphosis, if you, if you will. 
Romans 12, 2, it says, Be transformed in the likeness of Jesus by the renewing of your mind through the washing of the word. There's so much in our mind, so many voices that have come against us, so many lies of the enemy that we tend to believe from our upbringing or whatever. But God wants to renew us and transform us through the washing of his word. The butterfly begins, um, continues to hang on to the branch and th- through the growth process. And the Lord is causing us to grow through those trials. And um, he's building us up and brings us hope. Takes time, take the time to be strengthened by the, his blood, the blood of Jesus, and hang on to the vine. He is Jesus, our Lord. Which is our next stage is uh, the butterfly, the adult butterfly, the beautiful butterfly that we see. I liken it to our adult years physically, but spiritually as a mature Christian. Interesting fact, when the butterfly is fully grown, it comes out of the chrysalis, of course, and hangs on the branch because its wings are still wet and it can't fly. So, so it, and it stays there until the blood is pumped into the wings to strengthen the wings. And then it can fly. That's so awesome, that, the, that visual, that picture, uh, that we need to just stay there sometimes and hang on to him and let his blood just wash over us and strengthen us and his word. But I read that the purpose of the butterfly is that they promote pollination. I didn't know this. Oh, my gosh. Feeding on the nectar of a plant creates more seeds in the plants. Wow. That's amazing to me. I didn't know that. Anyone else know that? Am I the only stupid one here? <laughs> no one knew that. Okay, great. I don't feel so bad. Okay. <laughs> so Revelations 12, 11, it tells us that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's how we're going to make it in this world. When times get harder and, and, and darker, the only way is to hang on. We're going to make it by the blood of the Lamb. We're hanging on to our anchor. Standing on the word, he's the solid rock on which to stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen? So we, be, we should become um, mature Christians, showing the love of God, speaking the word, planting seeds in others so they may grow. We have a purpose. In Matthew 10, 8, it says, Freely you have been given, freely give. The same way we've been helped, we're to help others. And, G- and Jesus gave us the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So we have a purpose, like the purpose of the butterfly is to create pollination, create more seeds in those plants. So God designed us to become a mature Christian, that we could plant seeds, which is his word, into others, that they may grow. Amen? Amen. I added, I added, yeah, sorry, I added stage five based on something the Lord had shown me, and that was death. I added this because when a butterfly lays its eggs on the leaf, it dies. Poor little butterfly. I didn't know that either. 
But just as a butterfly dies, so the physical man to every man is an appointed time to die. We're all going to die physically. But yet our spirit man will live forever with the Lord. So I'm like, Lord, how does this relate to us spiritually? And immediately I heard, shouldn't you die daily for me and pick up your cross and follow me? I'm like, whoa, yes, Lord, yes. In Romans 12, 1, it says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. In Luke 9, 23 through 24, that's where you'll find where it says to die to self, to deny yourself daily and pick up your cross and follow him. Are we dying to ourselves? Are we just wanting to do our thing? Are we sacrificing? Are we laying down our lives as a living sacrifice for the Lord? I have to repent myself. I, there's days I don't either. And it's like, Lord, forgive me. Forgive us as your body. That we would think of ourselves first instead of thinking of others more highly than ourselves. Right? Let's read... Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 13 through 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 13 through 18. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly, physically, we're, we're wasting away, yet inwardly, we're being renewed day by day in our spirit. For our light and momentary troubles, the things that we go through in life, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all, because he's causing us to grow in him. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, not on the physical, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I believe that the Lord is wanting us to go to the next level of glory in him no matter what stage you may be in, no matter what part of the process you might be going through. Maybe you just received the Lord or recommitted your life to the Lord just within the past year or two, and you need to crave that spiritual milk and feed on his word and grow spiritually. There's starting tonight, actually, as a new believer's class for anyone that may be new, that maybe feel like you don't have those good foundational truths to stand upon to build your spiritual life. It's going on. It's going to be going on every week, all the time, all year round. So you can pick it up anytime if there's anyone that feels you need to grow further in that. Maybe you're going through like the caterpillar. And like a child of God, we need to 
shut off. We need to grow spiritually. We need to be eating that word and be growing. We need to stand on it. We need to believe it. We need to act on it. It's not just head knowledge. I need to read the word. Oh, I don't get it all in my head. No, it's got to come alive. I couldn't come out of my shell of this shy little girl back here if I didn't stand on his word that I don't have to have eloquent speech or superior wisdom to speak to somebody. I had to believe in the word that was spoken to me to come out of that. Maybe you're going through like the cocoon and you're having this horrible time of your life and it's a dark time and it looks dry. It doesn't look like any life happening. But God's causing you to persevere. He's causing you to hang on. Don't give up. He's here for you. He loves us so much to keep us where we're at. He's calling us to grow in him spiritually. He's calling us to move into that next level of glory, that ever-increasing glory. There should be a continual growth in us spiritually. If you're feeling like you're stagnant, like you're in this valley and you can't get out, just I, I, I just encourage you to just continue to seek him. Get on your knee, knees before him. Seek him. Give him the first part of your day. Do what you have to do. Seek the Lord. Read his word. Spend time with him. He is the word. He's going to get you through. He is your hope. He's going to cause you to mature, and he's going to give you that hope. He's the light at the end of the tunnel. Follow him. Maybe you are a mature Christian. And many of us are in this room. And we need to just start planting seeds in the word of God. And we need that boldness and we need that confidence to be able to do that. Because I'm telling you, even just to get up here today, that enemy, we have a liar and an enemy against our soul and our mind, our spirit, and he wants to intimidate us and the only way he can stop us is through fear and intimidation and he has tried to stop me all my life and he will try and stop you that you can't do this yes you can do this and i'm a living example of his power to give you hope yes you can you can speak to others the word of god you can plant seeds in them that they may grow you can because you can do all things through christ jesus who strengthens you Amen. I want to pray. I, I just feel like um, the Lord wants to bring us out of where we're at into the next level in glory, no matter what part of the process you're in.